0: Today on the Bill Kelly Show on 900 CHML. This past Saturday, there was uh, yet another rally uh, by a couple of different factions, at least, uh, in front of Hamilton City Hall. The latest anti-hate rally was held this past weekend and attracted, uh, we're told, uh, over a hundred people, including Mayor Fred Eisenberger. Uh, Graham Crawford, history and heritage owner, active resident and Hamilton citizen of the year, your reigning citizen of the year, uh, was there and he's here right now to talk to us about it. How are you doing this morning?
1: Well, I'm doing well, Bill. It was a, it was a nice nice weekend and you're right, it's not a very nice Monday. but uh, <laughs> Well, it
0: was a sunny day down at City Hall. Uh, there was a great deal of anticipation about what was going to happen because you and many other people said, look, this is the time that we have to show just where we are as a community right. and say no to hate. Uh I, I guess the first question I got is were you
1: surprised were you pleased with the turnout I was very pleased with the turnout because i I would say although crowd sizes are always difficult oh yeah. but but people Bill, come and go at least a couple of hundred people and I would say maybe a few more but you're right they they come and go um but the diversity of that crowd was fabulous uh there are people who go t- they're tireless they go every Saturday to stand up against hate and there were those of us who aren't have not been. I have not been every Saturday for a whole bunch of reasons. But I was there, and I was pleased to see people like, uh, well, counselors, uh, Maureen Wilson, Narendra Nan, Brad Clark. All who have th- been at these before. They, they have. But this you had is some not new their faces. first rodeo. They have been to these exact things before. But there were three new people from council who were there. or I mean, they're, they're, they're old counselors, new, new attendees, if you get my point. Um, Judy Partridge was there, and stayed for a while. Jason Farr, war 2 Councilor Jason Farr was there and stayed for a while. And uh, Mayor Fred Eisenberger was there. Not for very long, but he did show. And he did uh, hold up a sign, a banner, um, have his photograph taken. It would have been you know, better if he would have been able to stay a little longer, but I don't know what his schedule was like. But the fact is, he was there. Yeah, well, what sort of a message does that send to you? I think what it says, I'll be direct. Uh, I think that the power of the people is getting to them. I think that people speaking out, writing emails, making phone calls, posting on social media, talking about this is finally getting through to our counselors who have been silent. Some of them, there are a number of them who've been vocal from the beginning since the Pride violence happened. But some of them have been very quiet. But they – and two of those people were there on Saturday, and good for them. Um, The mayor, in my opinion, has been a little too generic in his statements. They look like – the statements read as if they could have been in a drawer for three years and pulled out because there's nothing specific in them about what is actually happening. However, I'm not here to just, you know, criticize, criticize, criticize. I have to acknowledge movement, Mm -hmm. and there was movement. But there were also people – that many people in Hamilton know. You know Terry Cook w- was there. The Hamilton Community Loomis, Foundation, Chamber yeah. of Commerce, uh, Jason Thorne, our general manager of e- uh, Economic Development and Planning, was was there. Uh, more uh, um, <laughs> Paul Wilson and Marnie Wilson, Paul Wilson of the Spectator, uh, not not as a reporter, but just as a as a resident. Um, and and on and on it goes and Bill I met people for the first time I'd heard about them on social media was following them but I met a dad who was there with two young kids Um, kids weren't there this time but they have been there every time he goes every Saturday he's a lovely man very articulate smart and is there to stand against hate the last time he was there with his two children who held up signs about love Literally, the word love is on their placards. They were spat upon by the Yellow Vesters, spat upon. And then privately, he was told they were going to hurt his children. Built, so people who think, oh, no, this is just between, you know, uh, half a dozen uh, yellow vesters and maybe a couple of dozen of other people. This is very serious. And I'll say this. I had a good chat with Counselor Partridge. She talked about her dad, 92-year-old dad, who's not doing so well at the moment. But Judy talked about he fought against the Nazis in World War Two, And I said, Judy, then your dad would know firsthand how, why this is so important to step up to it when when it's small like this? Because that is how it happens. I, I don't know that it's small anymore.
0: Well, the, 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 the thing, thing is, that I think should sure concern enough. everybody here on council uh, is is the way that this is uh, well morphed in in some ways. I mean, this started out as an incident during Pride Week, correct? And now it is uh, it is it's manifested itself now as as hate speech, as na- neo Nazis, as white supremacists. Uh, who may well have been responsible for that. But there's a much bigger problem here, is that now this city... Is, is starting to to develop the reputation for a hotbed for this sort of thing. I mean, we've got more hate crimes in this city than any other city in the country. That's that's not something to be proud of, certainly. And that's from stats cans. So yeah. This is reliable and the, and, and, data. And, and these rallies on a weekly basis now and the confrontations that are going on, uh, it's starting to draw national attention. For, uh, and And I'm surprised, frankly, that more councillors didn't show up based on that premise. This is our city we're talking about. This is our city's reputation
1: And boy, I tell you, once you put a black stain on that, it's damn hard to try to get it out. Well, Bill, I couldn't agree with you more. I think every councillor not only needs to come out, they need to speak out. And many have not even spoken out, let alone showed up. So we've got a problem, and there needs to be some uh, unfreezing, and there needs to be further and expanded leadership. We need to get all councillors there uh, to stand up. some counselors are doing Tom Jackson uh, is really pushing for uh, uh, an independent investigation of police behavior, uh, pride and after, um, to his credit. He wasn't able to be there on Saturday, but he did send me an email saying, here's why I can't be there. That that works for me. People have lives. Sure. But I, lo- I really hope Tom does come to, to one soon. Uh, he's been actually quite good in standing up. Uh, on this. Bill, I saw so much positive energy, uh, so much diversity uh, in that public space in front of the People's Hall on Saturday, which was very heartwarming. Families uh, met a couple of parents who had five children there, all beautiful children. I, one of them gave me a bouquet for my birthday. Uh, it was just lovely. However, I, I want to ask you was there I want to ask you about that yeah,
0: please uh, you still have an issue uh, and you're not the only one uh, many people have just what I've seen on social media still have an issue with the way the police have handled this the way they pl- handled some well a couple of different situations on Saturday one is the bus parked oh, in the yes. forecourt
1: yeah. court at city hall so the bus this is a full-size school yeah. bus driven by a guy who is it turns out was wearing body armor pulled up onto the sidewalk, fully onto the sidewalk, not just the curbside, but fully onto the sidewalk, where people were standing, uh, people who were there as anti-hate uh, demonstrators. Um, and the police were there. There were three officers who came up to the bus and they negotiated with this guy for 45 minutes. Nobody could figure out what's going on here. There was nobody else on the bus. So it turns out this guy owns the bus, and he's from, I don't know where he's from, but there's Alberta plates on, on the bus. And there were signs on the window uh, being anti-foreigners, you know, get rid of foreigners. Yeah. So there were signs for officers to know this was a problem. And then after 45 minutes, they let him drive off the curb. Now, Bill, you know, vehicles get used as weapons. In this country, Toronto, there are people who are dead or injured because some guy drove a van and a truck in Toronto and killed people. This in my view is dangerous. So you got a guy in body armor with anti foreigner posters on a school bus and he's permitted to pull up on the sidewalk where people residents of Hamilton were standing with signs that talked about love and Why diversity. did he why
0: did he pull up there? Do you think it was to intimidate you?
1: Absolutely to intimidate and to block. It's a big bus. So if you take up a big space like that, it means people can't stand there. And so if they stand on the other side of the bus, because part of this, of course, is the thousands of cars that drive by. And the amount of honking that you get, positive people waving at at those people standing against hate, that's what it was about. And the cops should have known that within three minutes. But 45 minutes later, they let the guy drive away, and he goes round to the back parking lot and parks illegally, because I saw the bus. And then comes back and joins the demonstration with his body armor and an upside-down Canadian flag. Uh, and he's got badges on, on his army fatigues. So the cops saw all of this. And uh, the cops, Bill, I I, I confronted one of the, the officers and I said, Look, I'm I'm misunderstanding something here. Help me understand. I see officers standing with their backs to the yellow vesters, looking out to the crowd. I said, body language matters. And what that message, in my opinion, is sending is you're protecting them against us. You're concerned about us. Does that not seem odd? And I was shut down immediately. I mean, I was treated like I was some 18-year-old, you know, whatever. Uh, and, you know, i that's not what I am. And in fact, I called them on it. I said, you're not shutting me down, are you, officer? Because it feels that way. Because they were quite abrupt with me. And I thought that was really inappropriate because I was very civilized and I asked questions. I didn't accuse anybody of anything. But I was also there, Bill. Yeah, I want to
0: ask about the other incident too. There's uh, I, I don't even know if we can characterize it as an arrest, but police did uh, oh. move somebody away. Oh no, it's Bill. It, this was violent. Uh, I, I don't know if charges were laid, but yep, uh, they were. Uh, no, I have heard that this guy was, was holding up traffic, that he was
1: actually going out on, onto Main Street. No, I was there, I watched it. This is a young kid. I mean, Bill, you and I have got legs that weigh more than this kid. <laughs> I mean, seriously, he's a little skinny little kid. I mean, a very brave one because he is out there right up face to face with these yellow vesters and National Front people and National Party people, and he's he's fearless. But Bill, I watched him. He Every time the traffic lights turned red in front of City Hall, he would go into the crosswalk, but only when it turned red, and he would dance in the middle of the street. So I don't know how you think that's threatening. It sure didn't look threatening to me. Well, so at one point, he went across the street and was sort of confronting the yellow vesters, and then he came back across towards the forecourt, and the cops went after him. And I saw this. I took a photograph. It's, on, it's online, but there are videos. There's all kinds of stuff. Eight officers, eight officers pulled this kid out of the crowd and marched him with his arms twisted behind his back to the parking lot at the rear of City Hall, and they threw him on the ground, this kid, and they handcuffed him and they put him in a cruiser with no air conditioning on, windows up for, for 40 minutes. And he's sweating. And they, they bloody well knew what they were doing. And again, I asked them, I said, is this your strategy? And I was, again, dismissed by, by officers there. I asked, who's in charge? They told me it was a sergeant and it was the sergeant who arrested the kid. But Bill, what's even worse in my opinion, although it, as if that wasn't bad enough, Every single police officer who was standing between the Yellow Vesters and the rest of us left the scene. They all went to the back parking lot with this kid. Which means there are no officers in the forecourt for a number of minutes at a point when it's prob- it was never violent. It was never even all that active. People were just celebrating. Um, I, you know, I question, and I would question, and I am going to question Chief Gert. What's that strategy? You think it's a good idea to have all officers leave the scene for one little skinny little kid? I, I don't mean to be t- demeaning to the kid because he's a what, terrific. Was he
0: guy. being abusive?
1: Was the kid getting abusive? No,
0: was he being abusive? That's one another thing I heard. I saw on one of the social. I think it was on
1: Facebook. Somebody posted well, something. He didn't want to be arrested, but the charge apparently is resisting arrest. Question is well, if that's the charge, well, what? Why did you even ar- arrest him? And the charge ultimately becomes because he resisted. By the way, when I say resisted, he struggled. He wasn't throwing punches. Let's just be clear. This was—he is not a yeah, violent. Yeah, that's, that's kid why based I want to get some clarity I on this, yeah. I don't know him, by the way. It's the first time I've ever seen him. It was an ob- abuse of power, in my opinion. Eight officers, and then they leave the scene, and they leave the crowds standing there at a moment of tension. I don't think that's smart. And I want Chief Gert to tell us why that is part of the police strategy and training, because that doesn't make sense to me. And if he gives you, Bill, if he's here for his you know, town hall, some bureaucratic doublespeak, push him, because that's what I saw. I was there, and I'm a good observer. I earn my living as an observer, as a consultant. I know what to, to look for. It was not good. And there's, and we need to have some answers. So the bus, which is, in my view, a weapon, drives up 45 minutes. The kid who was dancing gets picked out of the crowd and arrested by eight officers, and the rest of us are left there without any police presence. Now, admittedly, some cruisers pulled up a few minutes later, but there is that moment. So why did that happen? Well, these are all questions
0: that the police board's going to have to answer to. Yeah, uh, and, and I know that uh, there there have been some ongoing problems, and it, it it seems as if it was almost a bittersweet meeting on Saturday. You, you were pleased with the uh, th- with the people that came. Uh, great to see new faces, but at the same time, uh, same old, same old. And and I saw, and I, I'm just judging obviously because I was not there, but I'm just judging from what I've read on on Twitter and on uh, Facebook over the last uh, well 48 hours or so. Is that uh, that many of the people that were there. Uh, the, to you know, get rid of hate, uh, did not feel safe, and that's that's a sad commentary that you have to go to city hall and for something like this, and that you don't feel safe. Uh, I I don't know what the police protocol is. We uh, you you've heard me talk to Chief Gert about this in the past, and he's 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 explained what was going on and what the ch- the and I was under the impression that maybe there had been a change in in strategies uh, from the first couple of meetings, the first couple of rallies where police seem to be trying to get between the two groups. I'm not so sure that that happened. And, and I guess, obviously, you've got questions, and I would hope that members of the Police Services Board are going to have questions next time they meet.
1: Well, I, I absolutely hope they grill Chief Gert on this. And, I'd, and I, what I don't want to hear, which I got from a couple of officers on Saturdays, we don't discuss tactics, sir. It's, well, the chief needs to t- discuss tactics. This this isn't rocket science, Bill. I mean, if they want to pretend that it's com- police is policing is complicated at a rally. You know, attending a rally is actually much much more dangerous.
0: Uh, I get talking with you about this, and the time just flies by. We're right out of time on this right now. More to come, I guess, is the best way to leave this at this stage. I can't
1: thank you enough, Bill, for staying on top of this.
0: Well, and uh, obviously we've got questions, and, and this is time for leadership, and we need to get some explanations about this as well. Thanks a lot, Graham. Thank you, Bill. Graham Crawford. The Bill Kelly Show, weekdays from 9 to noon on 900 CHML.